Welcome back, moviegoers. This is Movie Talks. Uh, I'm Daniel, and alongside with uh, Ernest, and we got Fernando on the uh, on the computer today doing producing. Producing. Uh, today we're going to talk about. Uh, we have a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're, we're, first, we got movies that we found offensive, or just some movies that we just could not stand watching. You know, we have there's movies where they're offensive, but they're funny, or offensive but not that bad. But there's movies like. The Flash, that Fernando apparently could not finish. That was so bad. So we're gonna just discuss that a little bit. And um, also, we we watched Grand Turismo the other day. So that's actually interesting. We have a lot to talk about that. What do you th- What do you know? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot to unpack there. But we'll, you know, when we get around to there, we'll, we'll unload all that stuff. Yep. So that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, start with the offensive movie. So. Just for clarity, it was offensive in a manner of that it's so bad that, like, so bad you just hate it even existing. You know, that you're just sitting there watching this. Like, even for me, one of my worst ones I could not even stand watching is uh, Ninja- Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I like that one, so I can't really, you know, tap in on that one. Right. So not a lot of offensive movies would be for me. It would be the same for you because we're just right, right. But see, I have I have that same loathe against all the Fast and the Furious movies, like. Just talking about them gets me amped up inside. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I don't understand, I can't fathom that people go and pay to watch these movies. Wait, 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 after which one? Um, that's a good question because because I actually enjoy the first three. So after after part three, I would say. Huh. So you, so you actually like Tokyo Drift? I that's my favorite one actually. Yeah. It's, it's very actually, different. It, it's you know. fun. It's and actually it's racing. It just had not. It didn't have good actors in it. I mean, who's that? Who's the other kid? They who did their. Jo- I forget his name. He's from Sling Blade, though. Yeah. But they they did their job. You know. It kind of reminded me of them trying to do Initial D, which is like an anime back in the nineties, mm-hmm. but in a modern day term. But I felt like that one had more engagement with the racing world overall. Any of them. That it's, is true. Especially because drifting is far. I mean, both racing are cool, but drifting is especially cool for me. Right, and it actually went back into you know it's custom rude. cars and actual, you know, like you said, racing. Mm-hmm. You know, and now the underdog has to, you know, he has he's like outsider and he has to go fight against the you know the one Asian guy who knows how to do everything with the hottest girl. It just takes place in one of the coolest places ever, Tokyo, Japan. It's just I don't know. Is it are you saying are you saying that the Fast and Furious franchise is your absolute worst movie that you've ever seen? It's the worst franchise of movies I've ever seen, yes. Oh, okay. You know, that I can just think off the top of my head. If somebody says, hey, what's a shitty movie? I'll automatically think of Fast and Furious <laughs> well, Because it's so ridiculous. I'm like, okay. The, it started out being about racing. The fans loved the first one for that. And then from there, it just straight away. Yes, they implement cars, but in a, such a ridiculous way. It's like it's turned into the Avengers slash, you know, if they joined the Avengers, it wouldn't be like, oh, no way. That is true because yeah. I would not. I would think that Vin Diesel can be, or what's his name, Dom. And he's. I have he's a like huge Hulk. problem with Vin. Me and him. Yeah, we're not. Well, you guys look alike, kind of. We don't look alike. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> actually really funny. Wow. <laughs> I am Groot. And yeah, he's he's just the same guy in every movie. He's not really acting. There's no depth. Certainly. Yeah, there's no depth. Well, he's just being Vin Diesel. You know, the one thing I would agree to that that I hated is that. Someone died, like uh, in the uh, Tokyo Drift, the Hong he died, mm-hmm. and then he brought him back to life. Like, dude, what the fuck? Well, they can do whatever they want, dude. They literally went to space. Uh, Luda, Luda and uh, Tyrese, they went to space. Yeah, 
They went to space. What did they try to like uh, hack a satellite or something like that? No, I know they didn't. They're not taking this seriously these days. You know, they they are aware of the silliness and they're having fun with it. But I guess for me, because I see film the way that I see it, I would much rather have audience be engaged in an artistic film as opposed to just mindless action. You know, that's actually one of the things that Dwayne Johnson was saying. Um, he was actually saying that, well, because there's a huge beef. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. There's a huge beef between Vin Diesel and The Rock Johnson uh, because The Rock Johnson was trying to say that Vin Diesel was just exploiting um, Brian's, you know, in the character Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just exploiting his memory, trying to make money out of his death. Mm. And Vin Diesel, you know, was just... Uh, going back to him and told him it's like look no it was just he's he's my best friend he was my family and you know we talked about it and he said that we wanted to we sh- it'd be great if we could do 10 movies from from the franchise so Dwayne Johnson he didn't take it lightly and it took a lot for him to go back for the 10th movie but i guess he understood quote unquote that it was just for Brian i forgot his real name though do you guys know it paul walker, paul walker? Paul walker yeah so it was just in the memory of paul walker to make 10 movies yeah yeah, but you figure at some point they should have just killed him off. Either that or, you know, really, really take a turn for the better and say, you know what? These movies were what they were because of Paul Walker, in a sense. Let's make them with the absolute best intent as opposed to just, hey, this throw. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, The Rock was sliding on ice. He, I don't I'm not even going to emulate or try to paint a picture for the whole scene, but the dude grabbed a rocket and threw it with his hand. He did not do that. And which one? Uh, I don't know, but they're all driving on ice. Oh. Someone shoots a rocket, it's sliding, and he, he gets out of the car, and he's hanging off the side, and he freaking, I think he kicks it, or he grabs it, and misdirects it, and, and throws into a, an enemy vehicle. Well, you know, that is possible. I've, mm, I, yeah, I've seen, yeah. uh, you know... It is possible, but, bro, no, 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 but it is possible, but those things are heavy as fuck, though. It's no, not possible. No, not, what are you talking about? <laughs> it is possible, but you gotta be really you gotta fucking be really strong. strong. You gotta be the rock, I think. That's the only, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the only logical explanation. <laughs> yeah. Rock or Vin Diesel. Uh, another one. Uh, if you guys ever seen Battlefield Earth with John Travolta, I haven't seen that one. I've heard a lot of terrible things. Uh, I mean, just him with dreads looks hilarious. In not itself. only that, but the story didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The and uh, the whole movie was just made so cheaply. I mean, you can see, you can see how like some of the sets are just not well done. And who was the one? He, uh, one of the lines, John Travolta was like, they eat rats? Oh, then we'll feed them rats. <laughs> There's just those movies like that to where it's like, they're so openly ridiculous. I think they're, so, they're aware of it. No, not this one. You don't think so? No, this one, I've heard, I remember stories. They did not, they, it's almost like the room. They thought this thing was a masterpiece when it first came out. But it's so weird from, you know, coming from an actor like John Travolta. I feel like he's a very, fairly decent, a pretty, pretty decent actor, you know, to take his project seriously. In the 90s. Yeah, and when did that come out in the 2000? late 90s? I, you know, what is there like a a decrease in in the, you know, how much they care for their art? It seems that way, huh? Like people well, like Bruce Willis will continually make shitty films, ones that don't even end up in the theater. Right. Um, Samuel Jackson's not there. De Niro's there. Well, you know, Michael Caine, he did a whole bunch of shitty movies back in you know just for paychecks, like uh, Jaws Revenge. On oh Jaws, I think Jaws Revenge. It's the last Jaws. Yeah, but see, as he's aged, he's grown finer in his art. He's in freaking uh, Nolan's Dark Knight. Well, okay. Interstellar. I'm not saying he's not a bad actor, but there's some points of he. Even he said in his career that he's just like, yeah, it was a paycheck. 
Oh, like um, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Mm -hmm. There was, if you look at that casting, there was Marlon Brando, Val Kilmer. Um, I forgot who the other small uh, actors. Fair as a bulk. Yeah, and that movie was so bad. I mean, I, I can't. I like that movie though. You it's like so, that it's I do. It's so crazy. I had to see like which movies you you grind at, and then movies I grind at. I didn't. It's not bad. It's just it's 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 not <laughs> well done. Well, see, I seen it as a kid, and as a kid, I'm just like it, captivated by what the hell, like what the hell are these animal people, and like they murder the their king or whatever. It was just fascinating to me as a kid. I guess the the backstory on that is more fascinating than the actual movie. Do tell. Yeah. Well, the director he got kicked off the project. So what he did throughout the whole film. Was he was an extra, so he kind of like he kind of because um, you know they're on the island. He they, he weaved his way into there, and uh, then Marlon Brando, unknowingly, no, knowingly, like he just. I mean, to that to the rest of the crew. Yeah, right? no one knew who, who that he was an extra. Just just him. He said because he just wanted to be part of it. Why um, did he get kicked off first time? Because they were over budgeted and they, they couldn't he couldn't get Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando to do what he wanted to do. So he kind of lost the whole. You know, just lost control of the whole thing, hmm. and then the, the studio didn't want him in there because they wanted someone else. So there was a lot of um, political things that happened in there, hmm. and then, um, and then also, Marlon Brando, he he didn't want to say any lines, or he didn't even want to he didn't want to lose any weights. So he gave most of his lines to this small little guy, and because he was just being lazy, he's like, "Fuck this project." Then Val Kilmer wouldn't be there though. I wonder because he got paid a whole bunch of money. I know. <laughs> just to be there. Yeah, and I think he His and presence? also I think Damn. he had to. Uh, I think you know how um, some actors they got they get like deals on studios where they are they have to make like one or two projects from them. Like they're forced to do it. I wasn't aware of this. Oh yeah, deal. because it, that that happened to uh, what was his name, Craig Daniel. Craig Daniels. Daniel Craig. Yeah, with the James Bond movies, mm. because he had a, a contract to film five movies, and he didn't want to do the last one. Uh, because he, he just wanted to be out of the project because he was so misogynistic, like the James Bond movies, that he wanted out. But with his contract, they were suing him for millions and millions. Like, it would have ruined his life and his career. Yep. Bruce Willis is another one. That what? He was uh, contracted to do, like, five movies from, I forgot what studio. But that's what, that's the only reason why he did um, Sixth Sense. Because he was contracted to do it. Like three yeah, but see, that. something like The Sixth Sense, he, I'm sure, was grateful to be a part of seeing as how successful it was. But when they're into something like The Island of Dr. Moreau and Marlon Brando is in a situation like that, it's just... Yeah, well, that, that usually happens in this, at the beginning of their careers, though. Yeah, but Marlon... Uh, wh whenever there's like a big budget movie or a big franchise, um, usually when they're starting, that's when they get them. Hmm. Because a good named actor does not do a, a, a sign like that, you know, like a, a contract for, for that amount of movies. Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, the cast of Harry Potter, uh, they were put in a contract for the eight movies from the very beginning. But ask me if they do that to Brad Pitt. Ask me if they do that to uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. I guess it depends on who's willing to take it, right? I mean... Exactly. Right. It all depends on it all depends on their fame. It all depends on their art and how good they sell themselves. But like early, early career actors, they're so blinded by, you know, the flashing lights, the money that they agree to contracts of five movies. You know, if they promise him like at least 200 million or whatever. Uh, as when a seasoned actor does it, like, for example, Daniel Day-Lewis, they tell him, like, I need you to make five movies for 200 million. It's like, 
I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not going to do five movies. I'm going to do a project that I want, that I love. I guess it's just, yeah. the, you know, de- uh, intelligently picking and choosing because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like in Christian Bale's instance for the Dark Knight series, that worked perfectly. He didn't want to, he almost didn't do three or didn't, you know, he wanted to breach contract. Who? He, uh, Christian Bale. For no, I mean, I, I know, but like for which one? For all the Batman? For the Batman trilogy, yeah. He, he, was even, he even made a statement saying that they're lucky, we are lucky enough to get three of films with him in it. But didn't he do that just because he he said he wanted to do as long as um, Nolan's making the movies? Well, I, I'm sure he said that somewhere, but he just grew tired of playing the Batman role. And by the third one, he was like, "Yeah, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not coming any. I'm not doing this again." Yeah, that's exactly why a lot of actors don't do franchises. Because look at Denzel Washington. If you look at Denzel Washington, he doesn't do a lot of franchise. I think I've only seen one franchise that he's been on for more than one role for oh, the, the same role. Yeah, the equalizer. If you look at the rest of his movies, he, he he's only done one because he knows his worth, he knows his acting skills, and he's not going to be bullied into, you know, downplaying himself. And that's true. I haven't Yeah, yeah he only did only he only hasn't done any franchise. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey has not done that. The only movie he's done it in has been Dumb and Dumber and Kick-Ass. Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, there's, I mean Ace Ventura. But there's still there's no third Ace Ventura. There's no thir- third. Uh, well, he didn't want to do it. The third one. I, I, yeah, you're right. The second one was kind of draw. After I think he found out that there's nothing, nothing more they could he could do in that role. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and those are the actors that know their worth. You know that they're not easily outshined by the money. That someone that who truly cares about the art and giving like a good role because they know they get burnt out. They have to be on set for like three months. You know. Well, so filming. what would you say about Christian Bale's instance then? Ooh, like you just made that's a wise a good decision there. I that's mean, it's Nolan. Question. You know, it's not somebody like Eli Roth or somebody. No, of Michael course. And, and that's one mm, of the yeah. things that, you know, he probably took under consideration mm-hmm, because sure. he hasn't done any other. Um, I don't believe he's done any other franchises. Um. Well, you know, Christian they are Bale. saying that he want they want him to go back to the MCU. Yeah, but he else. hasn't done it though. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine he did that? If anything, if he did, it's because of the money, and that's it. And maybe because the role was complex to the point where it's like, I'm interested, you know, because he's he, like I said, he's an actor that knows his worth and he knows when when to take a role and when when not to. And then so, something like that. Right? No, I was going to say like, yeah, like, like Harrison Ford, who did the new Indiana Jones, where we're like, uh, oh, my like, God, why are you still doing it? Like do something like I don't. Here's my point. I wouldn't mind that he did it as long as after that, he kind of like gave it to someone else to do, you know. Yeah, and it's so weird, too, because it's like when you think, like for me particularly, if I were an actor, I would have so much love and passion for the craft that I wouldn't do shit like that. I would say, you know what? No, I I appreciated this too much. Let's go this direction with it because it's going to make it so much better, not only for the story, but for the fans. And that's what seasoned actors do. That's correct. You know, yeah, that's just crazy, though, that that certain actors don't feel like that. And that's because they're new, man. They're, Harrison they're Ford, fairly, though? No, but not Harrison. Uh, well, no, I guess he's the exception. He probably just mm. likes the attention. Yeah, you know, maybe. he just likes making movies. Because I don't think he just wants to. I don't think he wants to do anything new. He's at the age where he's like, okay. like I, I can, I can, I can know how to do Indian. He's old, <laughs> so he can just show up and get a paycheck. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, it's not like he's doing any of the stunt work. You know, he's like, oh, you want me to swing from there and there? <sighs> get my, get my stunt double. Yeah, he has been <laughs> even that's a, a a hassle for him. But I mean. Again, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even say his newest movie is kind of, No, Crystal Skull was offensive for, to me. 
See, I did. haven't seen any of those. That was so bad that the fact they went from because the thing with that with the Indiana Jones series has always been about you know uh, you know old archaeological st- findings that we all know and you know love and c- stories that we hear, mm-hmm. and then Crystal Skull was like, it's a fucking alien skull. Like that's no. This you want to know something? I, fi- I actually kind of enjoyed that. Did you also like the uh, him surviving the f- refrigerating nuclear? Well, that was retarded. That I agree. That was retarded. The, but the, the concept, monkeys? but the the, the spider monkeys. <laughs> I just thought that the alien concept was good. <sighs> like I like for me, I'm a big alien fan. Like a big big alien fan. So for me to see that, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But that, still, there was like a lot of retarded moments in that. There was a lot. But again, I I think that's more of a Spielberg kind of nostalgia. Ah, so when you guys have gripes with movies, is it so much the things about the story that you dislike or is it a combination of that with the filmmaking uh the filmmaking the story and it's okay here's the thing if you have to sit in the movie and i'm thinking why the fuck am i here right yeah right because that's like a combination of all of all factors and you know one movie i did have you know before i start shitting on movies I'll just say, like, you know, even the crappiest movies, I can appreciate the the efforts that it took. You know, I have I've never made a movie. I know it takes a lot of work and this, that and the other. However, these are just critiques. Right. Uh, but one movie I'm about to shit on is uh, that movie. Twenty three years later. Twenty three million years ago with the, with the, the dinosaur movie with Adam Driver. That oh, just came out. Uh, six, oh, yeah. A hundred and something. What yeah. is it? Was it, six, it wasn't like 6,000 B.C. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that one. No, it was like 69 or 59. Yeah. Man, what is this movie now? The Adam Driver 65? movie. Yeah, the one, you remember the one you watched, 65? 65. Yeah, 65, 65 million years ago? Yeah. Yeah, 65. okay. So for that movie, when I was watching it, everything, like the filmmaking was bad, uh, or not bad, you know, I just didn't enjoy the filmmaking. It was a very slow burn. No one really talked, no real character development. It just had all of the ingredients of a very boring, dry film. And which I was, as you just stated, why am I watching this? You know, yeah. That's when you know that there's bad direction, right? And it's like, because man, this is such a cool concept. If you look at what was a the Life of Pi, if you look into that movie, Life of Pi was literally based just every the entire movie in a boat. Yeah. But they somehow found a way to make it interesting. See, that's where good direction comes in. If you get bored in a movie and you feel like there's no character development, that everything is the same pace, same tone, it's just bad directing. Mm-hmm. Or even in some comedies in which it's supposed to be funny and it's not, such as like the scary movies. After I think after Scary Movie Three, I was done. See, those movies are so ridiculously like stupid funny. I, I find well, that's humor that's what them. you go. That's what you pay to go watch. You know, <laughs> just ridiculous. oh, I know. Like, Mindless for example, humor. But, but like, remember that you mean like the American Pies? Like after the th- second one, I was just why are we why are we back with these people? They're too old to be acting like this. Well, again, you know, I, I like up until the wedding. After that, I haven't seen anything. But I don't know. Bandcamp was pretty funny. Ugh. But yeah. when you start going to Stifler's family, like you know the sister and the brothers and their experience in college, I'm like, they can't be all that great. Like there's. You're just milking them at that point, you know. Right. So I mean, at that point, oh, what was the other one with Will Smith and his son? Um, After oh, Earth, Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, that one too. That. But no, no, After Earth. After Earth was also one of those. It's like they have great concepts, just like sixty-five million years ago. 
and I don't know what these directors are doing. It's just or like execution. total fail. Oh, actually, that move, that story has is actually fascinating too because M Night made, made that movie, but in really in real reality, um, Will Smith took over that oh, that whole production hmm. because he was because I guess he didn't like again. This is I think this is also quintessential M Night type of. This was you know, this how was he another is. one of his films that was barraged by production companies. Right, like. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any. He he couldn't make what he want, and he got into it there maybe because he was forced into it, and it ended up being a Will Smith and Jada Jada. What is it? Will Jada Smith and Smith. Friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Jada uh, Smith. Jada Pinkett Willow. No, that is that is his son. Willow Jade. Anyway. Jaden. The Smiths. Jaden. Yeah, the little oh my God. little Will. Yeah, the one that we, ugh, that kid that kid needs help. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean with with that type of movie. And I think that, and, and that's sad about M Night because if you look at his other movies, I saw what was the one where he meets the the, the grandparents, the visit, the visit. That's a great. That film. was actually a good movie. Well, see, in that that film, he went back to his roots. He actually put his house up for finance to finance, or you know, put yeah. his house up to finance that movie, and it was a like a twenty five thousand, twenty three thousand dollar budget or something like that. Well, if you say that, how do you what do you feel about Glass? Glass is 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 good, but it has. I can see what I can see the holes in glass, but I enjoy it. Ugh, the ending. I I don't know why he can't he can't land his fucking movies. He can like launch it, make it interesting. Well, that one, that was like a rare one that he like, didn't. You know what? I mean, okay. So I all the the M Night movies that are horrendous, I don't count as M Night movies because I know that he. I know what he, it's a clear distinction: what he can do when he's by himself and what right. he does when he's not by himself. And so for the films that he's done by himself, Sixth Sense, uh, Unbreakable, The Visit, Split. Split. Okay, that's M. Night to me. Yeah. So all those movies that he's done have stuck, except or stuck the landing, except for Glass was a little wonky, but I still enjoyed it. So uh, what do you think about Old? Old was, see, I also don't count that as an M. Night uh, because that's just a, you know, a depiction of a book. But it was good until the end. Ah, no, it was, it was good until the end, yeah. It was just a weird because thing. I, for I, me. I, not good, not bad, just mediocre. If he didn't have that ending and he just ended the movie with them both dying on the beach, I would have been f- fine with it. Well, see, I didn't want that because I was like, you know, what is making them old? What is, I don't understand what's happening, what I'm watching. Right. Having but not you, read the book. But that's, that's the thing. Like, and if you ever watch Twilight Zone movies, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes things just happen. Like, uh, and I need to know. Like in, um, like, nope. Like, you know, I didn't need to know. Like, I didn't know, it needs to know it's like a big ass fucking alien in the sky. I just wish it was just. Something that's happened. Hmm. Well, it yeah. kind of reminded me of the movie Signs. Do you guys remember that? Oh, of course, yes. yeah. It kind of reminded me. It gave me that vibe. But as soon as like the fucking alien turned into a balloon, I was like, okay, I'm fucking done. Yeah. See, that was just a different concept for me. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, the alien. No, I loved it. Ship. I loved that movie up to the point where the fucking alien turned into a balloon. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, well, well how do we know they can't shape and shift? Uh, you know, seamlessly in that way. Didn't he die from a balloon too? It wasn't a balloon. It's yeah, a, it was like, like two balloons alien. died. <sighs> See, to me, it was just a fucking balloon, man. I mean, I, I, <laughs> maybe Jordan Peele didn't know how to end it. He's like, okay, I got this, and then he's just like, uh. How do I end it? Oh, we should make. We should turn it into a balloon, then it explodes. Well, no, it's it's just it's the creature in itself, and then it swallows that balloon. And some was there dynamite in that balloon or something like that? No, there was nothing. It was just air. I gotta go back and watch it. Um, I mean, you wouldn't. I wouldn't expect Jordan Peele to be up on his physics, you know, or not even physics, just reality. In yeah, but films. I expect more from that. 
Because it was a good film until that. Cause it's yeah, pretty- everything was great about that movie, except the ending. Here's mm. one. You know, there's, a, there's up some movies that which I thought it was bad, and I watched it as I, as I st- kept watching it, I started to love. Hmm. Like, you ever seen Kung Pao? Okay, see, yeah, I was just going to actually list, uh, what's that one? Uh, hello, Mark. The door, oh, the room, the room, the door, the room. Yeah. See, so there's it's so crazy how there's films like that. So ba- we're talking about offensive films in the fact in the mat and the sense of man, they, these films just suck. They're not engaging. They're so bad. You know, I don't even want to watch it. But there's films like that. There are that are so bad that are also enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> and it's so it's so weird how that works. But yeah. the Well, OK. The thing about the room and I would say this, it is so bad. That it's entertaining. It's entertaining to see how bad, how how much of a wreck it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you then you look at the backstory. And you're like, how is this guy? How is this movie made? I mean, even the lines are so bad, but they're so they're so funny. catchy. Like, hello, Mark. Yeah, it's just oh, funny. Hi, hi, John. You here for your flowers? Yeah. Okay. Nice doggy. Bye bye. It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and see, and like, okay, with a movie like that. In my head, when I hear lines like that, or I see a scene like that, I'm like, okay, clearly this director didn't, he, he heard this, and clearly he didn't think, he, he knew that, okay, this is a little funny, but he decided to put it in anyway. Right. And that is the hilarious part that I find behind But he, he thought it was, this, this is a drama. He wanted this I to don't be think, a, you a know, masterpiece. May, maybe it was a drama, but, you know, in, in his own little, in his own humor, found. No, <laughs> not The Room. You can say that about any other movie, but The Room, he took that shit seriously. What's his name? The guy? Oh, I can't remember his name. Hmm. And I don't remember the yeah. other movie I told you to watch. Um, Manos, The ha- Hands of Fate. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I that seen. movie is bad, too. But, but again, enjoyable bad? Um, If you put some dunk, dunk, if you put some comedy music in there, yeah, you can now say it's hmm. a comedy. Hmm. Because it's so it's so stupid. But, again. But Kung Pao is another one. Well, okay. The thing about Kung Pao, I would say, is that it's an homage to the old... Um, Shaw Brothers uh, Kung Fu movies. Yeah, so isn't it literally dubbed over? Yeah, he, he the guy basically just put his head on the other actors and then he cut a whole bunch of other movies together and then he made a dialogue. But again, at least when you're watching, when I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is this white guy making fun of this fun, fun of my culture, right? And then the more I watch it, I'm like, oh, this shit's funny. Okay, this is not serious. Well, what did you think? It was, when you went in, did you think it was going to be a serious movie? Well, I thought it was supposed to be. I, I didn't think it was. I thought it was a real white guy into China action movie. That's what I thought. But well, it, I, I mean, it is. But then you have the. But then he dubbed over the other voices, and he, there's a scene where the you know the big huge boss comes and he's like, "My <laughs> name is Bertie." <laughs> like, or that one dude is like, "Your days are over, Mister." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God! And because the thing about that is, he makes fun of all the quintessential. Nice coincidence. All the stereotypical Chinese characters that's in Kung Fu movies. Like, you always had the sneezy uh, merchant guys, like, yeah, yeah, see, we are. Uh, this is it's, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like an art to make a bad movie enjoyable. It is. You know, because something like that, you know, it knows. It, even Fast and the Furious, they're aware of their silliness, but they tr- they still try to implement dramatic parts to make us care about. I, and I don't care about the characters because I'm just like, this is. Stupid. No, I think they're trying to really make a real story about family. I don't think so. I, I mean, we got to talk to the directors, or there's several ones, but I mean. But like the other one I remember watching was um, I, I and I know you know Fernando, you like the Transformers series of Michael Bay, but I oh, 
I only like the first one. And the, all the other ones, I'm just like, you know, it, it just becomes, it's like they're trying too hard, especially with Michael Bay. I've seen, I don't know which Transformers it is, but he has these two little ones and they're like, yo, dog, and this and that and the other. And I'm like, why the fuck are these robots talking like they're black? Kid? No, not like they're black. They're like, they're modern kids. Oh, trying to act like they're hip and cool. Yeah. And I'm like, how do Ooh, we... I don't know which one that is. I think that was a that was a racist. It's one. all of them. <laughs> it's all of them. But I'm just like, okay, you're trying too hard because obviously you're trying to. Uh, Dude, he had a he had a robot hump Megan Fox. Like, and, and he knows that's going to appeal to what, high school humor, uh, middle school humor. Thing, and here's the thing, man. When you see Transformers, at least in my opinion, it's not about the story. It's about seeing Transformers beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well, there was some. St- you got but there's. there's Okay, look. As a Transformers like story person, I kind of knows there's some story in there. Well, of he course, didn't even try. But they're not complete. Like when I go watch the Transformers, it's not about that. I don't care about the story. I don't care. Like I said, I just want to see Transformers beat the shit out of each other. That's all I want to see. Maybe I'm just too serious because if I were a filmmaker, I wouldn't play with none of that shit. I, I when I make, if I were to make a film, I would make a strong, captivating story, an emotional story that people can resonate with. And I don't have time for none of that bullshit. Like, Bro, let me put it to you this way. Why do you think they got Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah. That's but I just don't thing. understand. I just don't understand what's going on in some director's heads. It's like you have this, this gift that you can make films. Why not, I guess, touch people with your films rather than just say, hey, this is going to make me money and all right, you know. Well, I just understand that, that, I guess. that is the whole point, just making movies. You know how much money those movies made? Uh, I, 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 you know, and th- they sure. know, and Michael Bay knows that people just watch those movies and for that's, the fuck of it. And that's my hugest gripe. It's like they're doing it for the money rather than the art. Well, of course. Why do you think they got him? Dude, Michael Bay has an award for the worst director in the world. Does he? Yeah, no, he has he, an award for it. He, can, he could not beat up you a ball. The old bull. I don't even know who that is. Just oh, twice. God. Okay. So, <laughs> have you ever seen House of the Dead? No. No. Um, Played it. Dio, uh, uh, Dead or Alive? Those nope. are video games. Yeah, they made movies of that. Oh, no, I haven't seen them. Oh, man, you are so blessed. <laughs> I went to the movie to see this, um, to see House of the Dead. You know, that's a, that's a movie about, you know, first-person shooting. Right, right. It is, oh, God. It is so bad. Well, it couldn't be any worse than what would. No, be. this is like this is okay. Look, this is ranked the most offensive, worst movie I've I've, I've ever ever purchased or even went to the theater to see. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in which there these these kids they they go into a graveyard and they find all these weapons, whatever, and then they have like this one chick who has a sword against fucking zombies. Of course, it has to be the Asian one because you know. All Asian knows how to They naturally willed them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they have like this Michael Bay spin around shot like as if they're re- getting, re- getting ready to play a game and they all get killed within t- five minutes of the film. And this whole thing is, ab- the whole concept of this fucking movie is that these kids want to party, they go into a fucking deserted island and then there's a there's an old play, there's a, a chemical thing that a, do- dentist, a doctor did that made zombies, and now for some reason, they all these kids who who would never touch a gun before, can now do action and kick flips and, you know. They just know how to fight. They just they're just they're just unbelievable with guns. 
Well, I mean, if it's based off a video game, you can't really expect. I at least I wouldn't expect a huge build uh, character build up to be like, all right, yeah, these guys are but, learning how to. But that's not even it. The shots are bad. The makeup is bad. Everything. I just want. I, there's no reason to watch this movie. You know, it's it's like we've been talking about films like that that are terribly made. When you said offensive, it just like I, I forgot last week when we mentioned this episode about being offensive, uh, talking about offensive films, that the first one that came to mind was a Serbian film. Oh my God, that's actually one of my picks for for the worst films. Wow, dude. Okay, so have you seen a Serbian film? Yeah, I did. Wait, which one? <laughs> it's, it's there's there's no uh, American version of that. There's just a Serbian film. Right? Yeah, I just I, I mean, yeah, it's a movie that even got banned in the U.S. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and so there's movies like that that are bad in the sense of the content in which it you know integrates the story with and uh, you've it's seen it's it bad. yeah it's yeah it's bad i mean yeah. i, I want to mention that the one what was the one, one with the kids about you know in the school getting abused and stuff like that the kids in school getting abused yeah like <sighs> well a serbian film film is not about that no no there's that in one know. scene is yeah no i know but there's well, yeah, another scene but not in school no i know but there's another one where the whole movie is just about people raping each other like it was just, it's like a weird weird show Almost like what's the other movie? Um, the teenagers gets uh you know the one where uh, the one kid he says has HIV and he's giving it to kids. Oh kids! Oh kids! Hello, you know kids. But that's a okay. That's a great movie just because of how I mean I know watching it as a kid made me think about certain things. So I you know I think that was like the huge uh it's like a groundbreaking film at that time because it was exploiting all of that in such a, a graphic manner. Well, yeah. So I guess it's bad in some sense, but also like a wake-up call. I don't, for society. yeah. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's mm, no. I'm not gonna take too much of it because I mean the acting. Their kids are acting, so I mean Rosie Dawson's in there. They did I, a pretty I, damn good job, I I, I would say. Do yeah. you want to know something? And for those who don't know what a Serbian film is, um, <laughs> it's just a horrible movie. Because uh, I personally, I don't even know how they even were able to get funding for this movie. Uh, because the movie, okay, well, I want to explain the synopsis. Yeah, you know what? Talk about it a little bit, uh, because I'm gonna find the synopsis online. Because if if I say what the synopsis is, it's just gonna come out like. I'll dim it down. So the synopsis is basically a retired porn star, um, just living his life, has been confronted with a uh, another opportunity to get back into porn. I forget what the stakes are, but I think he's probably I think he's going um, like bankrupt or something of the sort. All right. I found it. Let me let me let me read it out for you. It says a Serbian film as a 2010 Serbian exploitation horror film produced and directed by Zerdan Spasovic. Is that Russian? I don't know what what it is, um, but it says it tells the experience of a financially struggling porn star who agrees to participate in an art film only to discover that he has been drafted into a snuff film with a pedophilic and necrophilic themes. The film stars Serbian actors, oh, Serbian actor, Zerdan Todorovic and Sergei Trufonovic and Jelena Gavrilovic. Uh, but anyways, the, the the whole movie is uh, you know it's, it's pretty much about pedophilia in a in a nutshell. 
Uh, it's about this guy who has to have sex with a kid at the end of the movie. And, you know, it's, it's so cringy because they're being forced to do it at that point. Mm-hmm. Did he know he was doing that to a kid? Or he just, because he, he was blindfolded? He signed, blindfolded? Up, for he he signed blindfolded? up for Yeah, he signed up for it on the movie. He's like, okay, so I'm going to have to have sex with this kid. And no, I think but he was blindfolded, right? No, no. He, nope. he, he was forced against his will. I think in, this, in the contract, it states something like he, he's get to, he has to be killed if he breaches the contract. Huh. So this movie got banned uh, yeah. in quite a few countries. Right here it says the film got banned in the Philippines, Spain, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, Norway, and was temporarily banned from screening in Brazil. And it's that particular scene that really got in trouble. It wasn't the necrophilia scenes. It wasn't any of the other really graphic sexual it scenes. Ending? It was the it was the um, infant. It was a infant. Yeah, yeah. Was the pedophilia. Because it ended up being his kid, right? Yeah. It says this is one of the only movies that had received the NC-17 rating in the United States. Yeah. Uh, and it was that was just hard to watch, yeah, dude. I'm I'm pretty. I was very disturbed watching. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm did pretty open watch, with uh, all. Of, uh, did you watch 120 Days of Sodom? Oh my god, no. I was just gonna talk about that. I've never seen that too. That was the one I was talking about where the kids were, you know, in a school. Hmm. Uh, the other one I watched that was hard for me to watch was Irreversible. Who's that? That's the one with um um Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. And, yeah, just she, and there's a scene where she basically, it's like almost real of how she, of oh, getting I, raped in the tunnel. I know what you're talking about. It's like those two, or there's like a kid that she approaches. No, she's just, no, no, no. She's in the tunnel and she, after partying all night with her, with some, with her, her, her boyfriend and her friend. And he, she gets raped and the whole movie is about the, the, the boyfriend and the friend hunting down the guy who, who did that to her. Hmm. Well, it comes to find out when they did it, they killed somebody with a, a fire extinguisher. But end up not even being that guy. It was the guy next to next to him. Hmm. But that was a graphic scene, or what? Oh, it was, dude. That that scene is so disturbing. It's like, what? What the fuck? How did? How the fuck? Why would you do that? And that kind of reminds me of a scene from um, what's the remake of the Last House on the Left, where there's a girl getting raped. Well, she got stabbed beforehand, and then they're raping her as she's dying, and that was pretty effectively done. Not not in an offensive way, like, hey, you guys shouldn't have added this. More yeah. so of, like, some people do it so real, and the way they film it, like, maybe having it real, like, uh, malignant with no no music makes yeah. it seem more realistic. And it's 120 days of Sodom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not 40 days. Oh. But, yeah, like, stuff like that, you know, I, I, I find myself pretty open with a lot of grotesque things, but the Serbian film took the cake, man, I mean. That's one of the things that I just can't watch. I can't. Yeah. I can't watch pedophilia. And it's weird too, because like I'm all for the art forms. I'm like, you know, it's just art. But in that sense, I'm like, man, okay, why is this art to this person? Yeah. Why is that, you know why is you know my my I think the better question becomes, what were you thinking about right, right. writing that movie? Well, look at uh, Lolita that they did. You know, they did back in the what early fifth late fifties, and then they did an early one with um with Jeremy Iron. Like that's one that I'm like, oh, like I, I can't even, I can't even watch that just because they make it seem normal. Is that the 1997 movie? Yeah, I have never what seen that, that one. It says right here, English professor falls for a minor and has to face the consequences of his actions. Is that Uh-oh. Lolita? Yeah, Lolita. Yeah, and there's that, and then the, uh, the newer one with Call Me by Your Name with uh, Timothy Chalamet and um, Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. That would I just anything with that where it's kind of saying like yeah he's a what's kid. What's that one called? Call me by my na- call me by your name. I think that's what call me by my name. Call me by my, your name. Let me look it up. But one of those variations. Again, 
that's an, anything to do with that. Like, I even felt kind of weird watching The Professional with Leon. Oh, with oh, the girl? Yeah, that is a little but weird. But then I'm like, when you watch it, you're like, okay, Leon's in, he, he's not even thinking in any in that way. And he actually had, had suggested him acting that way because originally they were going to have a love story between Leon and her. Yeah. And he felt so that Jean, Jean-Claude, whatever his name yeah. is, he felt so uncomfortable. I mean, you know, a lot of people felt uncomfortable. He felt uncomfortable. He felt it better to act as if he's a little slow in the head so that he's not comprehending really what's going on. Yeah, maybe she had a crush on him, but right. he has... He's, he's, just, a, he's just a dude. You know? Yeah, he's just a dude. He's, yeah. you know. So I'm glad, he, you know, he kind of made that call. I mean, that that because it is weird, like... It, it has some weird moments. Yeah, she's in a bra. She's yeah. It's like you're a kid, dude. But yeah, I love that's one of my favorite movies actually. Pro, the professional, uh, despite all that stuff. Was it Leon the Professional? Leon the that professional, is a great yeah. movie. Because yeah, who, who's the villain of that? Um, uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. See. The great. The great. The master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a, uh, a lot of. I mean, again, there's a lot of offense. Like we can say, I, again, and I don't want to say offensive film. Like there's some people who will say. Tropic Thunder is offensive. That's yeah, you know, offensive. Uh, that's a very that's umbrella term. Right. It can mean. But for us, it's right now, I mean, guys, anyone in the viewers, just, you know, give us a little comment of anything of, of what you think is your most offense, offensive or just movies that you hate so much, you would literally throw a fucking pan at your TV screen if you have to watch it. Yeah, and if you test, you want to test your wits against the grotesqueness of uh, some directors, watch Serbian film. Or oh, I, yeah. would, I would suggest not to, but no, I, I can't tell that. you what to do. Don't but. do that. That's just horrible. What's that? I mean, we can make movies, the most tell grotesque them. movies of uh What's horrible? List? Tell them to watch it or tell them not to watch it? Yeah, tell them to watch it. That's just... Uh, That's uh, horrible? Here's the thing. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't want to watch find it. out by themselves, man. Right, right. I mean, I we're say- only able to tell them what to do. Like, for example... I'll give you a very, very quick example. Is have you heard of Pain Olympics? BME, yeah. Okay, so I've all my friends have told me is like, oh, you know, all these things about Pain Olympics and about two girls, one cup. But you know, they can just tell you about it. Doesn't mean you have to go and do it. Like for example, I haven't, nev- I've never had an interest to watch that shit. So yeah, and see, that's yeah. why I say what I say because I've heard about it, and then I'm like, okay, I got to see that for myself, and yeah, I've watched you see, it. Yeah, because like I, ha- I haven't had the interest in to watch that. So it's the same thing for our listeners. You know, if we can tell them whatever we want, but at the end of the day, it's going to be their choice if they want to or not. That's true. I, I guess just, it's such just it's, with that gotta, film in particular. It's such a strong subject, such a like subject matter. It's like, damn, man. You yeah, have. I even be, feel wrong talking about it. You know, you got to be prepared to watch that. To say the least, yeah. Like you prepare yourself to be to just fast forward. I'll say this: if you're gonna watch it, be able to fast forward, rewind, skip stuff like that because isn't it a kind of a slow film? Too? Well, here's the thing: stuff. people will fast forward it. Yeah, it's like regardless, they're 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 gonna know. It's like oh shit, or I can't just watch know this. it's not real. And if somebody's out there. If somebody out there sees it as art, which is crazy too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever say why he it's made that subjective. movie? It's just I like, haven't looked into it. And here's I, the I thing: there's a lot. I think we know like, why. There's even a movement right now where uh, they're trying to normalize pedophilia. Let me ask you this: uh, Do you ever think that because a lot of movies that we would say that's hard to watch are mostly foreign and Sweden films, more Sweden films? Because if you ever look at uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, mm-hmm. the the Swedish version is way off the rail. So I, for me, I've if you want to know where to go to watch hard like really really hard films it's the europeans well that you know a bunch of finnish people german films it's like they're you know cultural differences right what we see acceptable well that and i don't think they have a 
they don't have a rating like system like ours. Like we, there's only so far that we could go. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's only so much that Eli Eli Roth can show or do before people are like, you know, I don't think we can put that scene in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Japanese films. Oh no, there are some bad Japanese films. Like some people can even say, um, "Old Boy" can be very offensive. Uh yeah. But it's so sense. well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's like, oh, like the subject matter is so gross, but like, okay. Uh, or even freaking, uh, what's that movie? Hatched. Oh my God! Did you see? What, you film. watched that? Yeah, I watched it, and it was. It's disturbing. Did you watch that film, <laughs> uh, Fernando? Nope, I didn't. Oh God! Okay, that one you kind of I would, I would recommend watching because it's so weird, and then at the end you're like, huh. I mean, it has its meaning, it's but it has really grotesque themes as far, you know, the scene where the, she's, she's feeding the freaking bird with the, right. and yeah, stuff like that is just weird to me. But again, but it's, you know, even like the lamb. That one's not as nasty. No, but it has that really weird, grody, like kind of like eerie. Yeah. Un- you have an uncomfortable feeling about what's going on for sure. Right. Ugh. Well, that's a, like an Icelandic folktale as well. So, but I mean, the, see cultural differences. Gro- yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. Cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's try to. I don't know how we're gonna segue to Gran Turismo, but let's go. Uh, let's go talk to about a how film that's not of that of that realm. Something that we actually, I think, do you, have we said? Would we say all of us enjoyed Gran Turismo? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Is this going to be one of the? See, I don't know if you can consider this a video game movie. Well, it has the. Well, that that's one of the great things about it is that. It's not just a video game movie. When Sonic was made, you know, it's based off Sonic. There's no real story. I mean, there's right. a story, but there's nothing captivating, nothing... Uh, well, technically, this is a, a true story. No, it, yeah, it very much so is a, a true story, and that's what makes it not just a video game movie. Uh, so, why don't you, uh, before we go into all that, let's uh, explain to... Uh, kind of give, like, a little synopsis of that movie, for that, uh, Ernest. Uh, well, it's based off the true story of uh, Jan Mardenborough, if I'm correct. That's close. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, who was a, a Gran Turismo, one of the top players in the world, and was drafted into what is called GT Academy. Um, and that's what's crazy. So G, uh, Gran Turismo, the video game, I, you know, I'm sure we all saw it as a video game solely, but it was actually created to be the most accurate racing simulator in the world. Uh, in the world, yeah. And so they created this contest to where they brought in the top players of Gran Turismo uh, of that simulator to come and race actual cars to race to do GT racing, uh, which Jan Martinborough had won. Not He wasn't the first one. I believe he was the second or third one for the whole, you know, as a whole. But for the movie's sake, they made, they made that one the first uh, contest ever, so he won that. But it's based off his true story. Yeah, no, it's great. Gran Turismo, I thought it was a great movie, man. Uh, What's Grant's, even... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The, I just thought it was great. You know, the way that it was directed was excellent. You know, like, they really directed the actors to do a really, really good job. And the concept was very, very close to what the original story was. And like you were mentioning, Gran Turismo, is a sim- it, it, the game is a simulator. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a simulator where even you know, professional drivers use to practice because it's so realistic. Uh, any change that you do in the car, any modification, it drives just like a real life car. And I got to fan out, uh, fanboy out on this one because it's by from uh, one of my favorite directors, Neil Blomkamp, which 
Mm-hmm. Daniel says he doesn't see a stamp on uh, of his touch on this film. I saw a few, but for the most part, I would say it's very different from what he's directed in the past. Obviously, because he has a lot of dystopian themes, futuristic. I themes. thought I thought it was great, you know. And, and it, I'll elaborate a little bit on what you said because, yeah, it's not the typical Neil Blomkamp that that we know. But this movie was made to show the contrast and how well he can do besides just science fiction. And I thought he did a great job directing it. Right. I was telling him. I was telling Fernand, uh, Ernest, that. This is the most non-Neil Blomkamp movie where I cannot, I don't see him in there. I just see a movie. But also, I will, I will tell him that, uh, it's my personal thing, it's a good movie, but I said that if another director did this, it would have been better. And I'm going to make the most, one. I'll say one that I don't want to really say it would, say I hate it. to say it. I think Michael Bay would have made it more, a much more dramatic, dramatic That's a bold an action movie. And I hate Michael Bay. Okay. And also maybe Ron Howard, because when he did a, a four versus four, I think four he did four versus Ferrari. So so a couple things there is like yeah you can say that, but we know for a fact that directors like that wouldn't implement cool little things like the homages to the original you know to Grant the game Gran Turismo, which is like um, during the race uh, scenes, which were really intense in my opinion, he might stop a frame and you hear. Or you see even like the little uh, beacon on his car to let you know which place oh, yeah. he's in. Or even when he's driving and it's circulating around him and you can see all the different little tiny car parts, each and every single little one, com- you know, coming together as it's, as, it's, as if it's his virtual car. No, right. I, I understand it would be a much more different film. I can even say if fucking Tom Cruise and James Mango got a hand of this, it would have been like Top Gun. Because Top Gun was a... It was it, it was an exciting movie with a very limited story. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even seen that. Yet. Yeah, it's I mean, really good, man. You should watch. You it never too. seen Top Gun? No, I haven't seen either of them. Ah. I've, I've been wanting to though. It's so intense, and I'm not, I'm not again. I'm not saying that his way is wrong. It's just that I see there's some film or some parts of it that it's like he got. It's like he he didn't commit. I'm using the same. <laughs> I'm using the same. I see what same, you did there. You know, same word that what's his name said in this movie. It's like yeah, he he went there and he could have gone and then next you know he just like uh and then he just stayed and it's like, dude, like you could have it was a perfect dramatic scene and then you didn't you didn't give us anything. Like, like which part like for you? The racing. The racing part is it was so normal. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Really? I mean you know, maybe the, I haven't seen enough racing movies. Here's the thing, man, and I'll put it to you from my perspective as to why they got Neil Blomkamp (sighs) for the science fiction of it. Um, Neil Blomkamp, if you look at his movies, they're very realistic, okay? He tries to make it as realistic as possible regardless if it's science fiction or not, Mm -hmm. okay? So if you look at District 9, if you look at Elysium and Chappie, he tried to make them as realistic as possible. And which is why I can see why they would select Neil Blomkamp because they trying to he's they're trying to bring realism into a video game and in my perspective yes he may not be the best uh, car racing movie director because he was it was pretty average but it was good it was okay, i can't say it was bad no it was not. good it was realistic and the performances were great could it could have been better yeah it could have it definitely could have like ford versus ferrari right great great flick Great movie. 
right. but it all comes down to the director and it was it was a director who who focused on on a lot of things that i don't know i guess you can say like science fiction and reality um like for example his name was james mangold the guy who directed um uh, ford, uh, ford, versus ford versus variety oh see so i thought it was ron yeah, but, but yeah. I feel like he's more mainstream than Neil Blomkamp, which is why I feel like they brought him on. Because Neil Blomkamp, like I just said, depicts reality, depicts, you know, the realistic the realistic side of things. When other directors, they focus more on the unrealistic and more on the, uh, the mainstream. Yeah, more mainstream cinematic approach. Right. But I would say this film was, I mean... I don't know. Maybe if I I didn't pay attention too much to the racing as far as much as I did the sound design and um, the cine- uh, cinematography, because man, for me the way they shot everything, it was just I I can feel the intensity of the race scenes. Like I, as I had mentioned uh, before this podcast, that this movie I like I never really understood what the what GT racing was. You know, I, I watched mm-hmm. the film, right, and then I went home to watch it on YouTube, and I had no understanding of what it was. And I'm like, damn, these guys are going like 300 miles an hour to see it on YouTube happening live. 380. Yeah. It just gave me a whole new understanding. And like, the, like I said, the way he captured the sound design and the cinematography, I got to feel that, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. Oh, of course. And that's, that's where a great director comes in, and the realism of it, okay? I'll give you another example. Say, for example, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Fury. With Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. yeah, great director David Ayer. Uh, he was actually, I think, he was a Marine back in the day, a, a tanker, and he brought the realism with him. And that's what I feel they did with Neil Blomkamp. I can't really compare, you know, the military to racing, but Neil Blomkamp really takes a, a, a very serious approach to the small details and the appreciation to realism. Mm-hmm. And I think he did a great job. The same way that David Ayer did with Fury for the war, very realistic. And I feel like Neil Blomkamp did a really good job with with Gran Turismo to bring the realism into it and not make it silly and not make it irrealistic. Because that's the whole approach when it comes to Gran Turismo. The whole approach is this simulator is real. This simulator is the closest thing to reality. Right, but do you, is this more of a? Do you think this is a biopic kind of film, or is it a? It, I think you know, there's all it did, aspects. Yeah, but there's a different way of you way you would tell a story because again, we didn't get the whole dramatic uh, with the family, right? We got that was the whole thing that I liked about the dad, like the dad, how the dad felt about the son about going to their. I saw that and I'm like fuck, like I I get both sides. Yeah, and. Who was the actor for that? I mean, he did such Did a good John job. Hansen or something? Oh man, there's not a bad movie he ever does. And the, the way he, do you remember that one scene? There's a scene where he tells his kid, um, John, John, Jan, Jan. He's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't support you." He but did he did it with such, yeah. He did That's, it with such little, uh, I want to say effort with such little. With such emotion, man. And with so much action, with so much emotion, but such, he didn't have to do so effort. much. That's he, the thing about him. It's like whenever I see his films, even a Blood Diamond, right? Or uh, what? His else name is uh, Jimin Hansu. I feel like he's genuinely that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's what I love about him, dude. It, when I saw him perform, and he it was, he started apologizing to to his kid, uh, you know the emotion that he brought into the scene. It reminded me of my dad. I was yeah. Like, Fuck, like he did such a good job in this performance. And oh. I told uh, Daniel that this, at least for me, was a, an emotional driven story. You know, it's based around the family and his little, he doesn't have tripes with them, but I mean, there is that uh, that that element of 
the father and son, which I'm sure a lot of us men deal with. Uh, so it's like nice to see something like that on screen. It's very, very family oriented, like mm-hmm. very, you know, middle class. I guess you can say like very right. middle class movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like the thing I love about it is you can't like, you know, how some films where, where the kid has a dream and, you know, he wants to chase it and the father's like, no, you can't do it. Like he. We all, yeah, yeah. He didn't do his when he acted and as a father, he didn't show like complete disregard of how he felt. He just was like telling the reality of like it is impo- it's like it's an impossible thing to do. And it's crazy because like in that alone, I also noticed that I'm like, man, this guy has the perfect balance of like raising his kid the way right. he's doing. You know, he's not treating him like shit, but he's also not supporting him to the full. But know? he wants right. him to be realistic with his with right. his life. I mean, the fact that he get, he brought him to the train yard and was like. You know, either do this or this is what your dream is gonna be. Like you gotta know. And the son's like, "Wait, I'm leaving." It's like, yeah, you know. Like, no, but like you, I said, very, but again, very realistic. That's what class. that's what that would really would happen. Did I you know there. about? Um, did you do your research beforehand, or any of you watched before you watched the movie? I did a, l- I did a little bit after. I didn't. I just went in not and, knowing anything. And I, I felt that that was the best way because I wanted to look it up so I can see, you know, understand what I was watching. But then I'm like, you know what? Let me just go in. And I think that was the best way because there was, I think that made it much more of an emotional ride for me because it's like at a certain point when he crashed, that which is a real freaking crash. I don't know if you guys uh, check that out. I don't want to see it. Is, is it that graphic? It's not graphic. It's just that that crash happened. Oh, yeah. And it's like, damn. Anyway, well, I don't want to see the guy die. That's why. You don't get to see him die. Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah. But um no at that scene not knowing I, I thought he died and I th- and that was the end of the movie right there the way they made it seem you know so that was like a nice surprise of like oh shit you know but I was invested in this character yeah you thought he has died I thought he died in that scene you thought this was gonna be another uh, into the, into the Spider Verse across the Spider Verse thing well or? it's not that I thought that he died I was just like no way he died like that like did, did he just die because it made it seem that way the way he gave David Harbor that gift and he's like you know what open open it after the race it was very emotional right there and I'm like oh, yeah uh, like. So what he's gonna die and then and then and then the way the music was with the acting I don't know it just for me it was a captivating story I didn't think he died but I thought like the reaction of the parents was fucking amazing dude oh, and that was, was the thing like, like you're Ginger Spice Ginger Spice uh, did a great job yeah you that's could why I couldn't feel do the that emotions of, of the parents you know like the worrying that they go through to see their children you know go through and that. it's even crazier that this little this gamer kid went through an, that crash and. Still, I mean, I just couldn't imagine myself doing something like that. It was, it was, is the whole thing. I don't know if you could really get into like something you really love, and then you had a chance, and you had, and you that happened. Would that make you want to stop? Or well, yeah, because like I mean, like I said, this movie. I mean, people can call it whatever, but I was really captivated by it. It's really, uh, as as you said yesterday, inspiring. So even the scene where he's afraid, he's in the car with David Harbor, and he's David Harbor sharing his story on his crash. When he hands the kid the key, I, I, me personally, I would be like, fuck, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to take that key. I'm, I'm afraid of this machine that I'm in, dude. This shit is crazy. It's a rocket, yeah. you know? So, I mean, for me, under seeing that happen in real, or, you know, watching a true story, and then even at the end credits uh, where they're having pictures side by side from the real Jan Martinborough, yeah. I'm just like, damn. Just, just, uh, yeah. But see, you know what? Can I say that that's my favorite scene? At the end? No, when he told him to grab the keys because ha- through every downfall that everyone ever goes through, like you can say, oh, my life sucks, this is what ends. You know, you can say anything about that, but you got to take the keys and start driving again. You got to get back on that road. Yeah, it's and the that's only one way thing. To get rid of the fear. That's, I mean, that's the one thing that I, I really appreciate about this film is that, and like I said, it was inspiring because you got to go for it. If, if, even if it seems like impossible, just 
go. It take one step at a time. And I like what uh, what David Harbour's character said is, which is also really grounded in you know belief systems that a lot of us have. Which is he was say I'm I'm going to butcher it verbatim, but he said something like. Um, the crash is not going to define you, but the way you react to it is. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, you know, some profound shit in a Neil Blomkamp movie. Who knew? That's some like Rocky Balboa shit. That right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. You know, I would expect that in, in you know, Sylvester Stallone saying that. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of how David uh, David Harbour was acting, at first I didn't like him. I'll tell you that. I didn't like that he had did this movie. I thought. Oh, was, you didn't like this character. I didn't know. I just didn't like. I don't like him as much. It's just as, as I like him. I like him. Yeah. But as he grew on me as a person. Because first he was saying Aww. like, "We're not. You're. I'm gonna make you not tell you. You're not gonna be good enough and yada yada, and you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. This is just. This is real life. And towards the end, he had he switched from being an ass that he was an ass the whole time. He actually was saying, "Hey, this is reality." And as when the guy when he won, because remember that one scene where. You're, Orlando Bloom's like, you know, it's, it's a tenth of a second. Like, mm-hmm. we could have just just say the other guy won, and he's like, no, you're, he won. This is what this is how this is what we're gonna do, and this is how I'm gonna train him. So I mean, he is, the fact that he switched from saying, hey, I don't like, I, no one can do this, and not saying, hey, you can do this, you got it, you know. Well, think about it. What if you're telling someone and you believe, hey, you can't, you're not, you can't do this, and then you see in real time they are doing it. You know, the ego, or it's not even an ego. It's just like at some point you're going to have to be like, all right, well, this guy's proving me wrong right. in real time, so I have no other alternative. Well, not only that, you can see how much he wants it. You know, mm-hmm. wanting it is is the way he wanted to. It makes him driven. It's kind of like at one point you could say like it brought him back to his racing days and the mistake that he went through. Right. And he saw kind of his own. He even said it like uh, you have uh, what, instincts that you cannot teach. Right. So He saw himself in oh. his mm-hmm. But again, the casting of this, I would say, great casting. I didn't like particularly like Orlando Bloom's character, his acting. I think he went over, did it, kind of. No, I actually, he, guy, I actually I mean. did. I, I, I do think he did a pretty good job because that's how marketing people are. They have to be loud and obnoxious, and oh. he did a good job. So that's okay. So I thought it was just me because I was like, man, he's he's. I don't like him. He's so obnoxious. I don't want him. Yeah, I mean, look, you can. He's see. so fake. I mean, he's a mar- I mean, he's a marketing. I mean, look at the, when he when uh, John, Jan Martinbrook crashed, he was uh, genuinely concerned right. in the film, at least. But you see his character; he's like, you know, he won the tenth of a second, and even though he didn't get what he wanted, he was like with the with the marketing team, hell yeah, you know, we win. Like, yeah, yeah, and he was. That's exactly the thing that you know when when the guy won by a tenth of a second, he was like, bro, he sucks at marketing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he fucking sucks. And he's like, I don't want him. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what he's saying. He's like, I don't want him. I don't, yeah. Let's think about this because he, Orlando, Orlando Bloom, he did a good job, especially for like an average Joe. See, I thought he was, he was just, I thought it was just me. I was like, I, I hate this motherfucker. Isn't it, and it, can I say this before, uh, this is a, a, like a Disney movie but better. You know how like there's, there's like, I remember the Titans. <laughs> there's all these inspiration movies, but this one was actually really done without being cheesy. A- a- an adult version of a Disney movie? Is that what you're saying? trying to say? Yeah, an adult Disney okay, movie. Okay, I, I can kind of see what you're saying. Um, but no, but I, I thought it was very realistic. You know, they really capture, you know, a businessman. They really captured a father. They really captured a racer. They really captured a gamer. Right. And they I think, did a okay. great job with that. 
I think it being a true because even if it wasn't a true story, it'd still be a great movie, like a great story if he just came up with that. Yeah. But the fact that it is a true story just makes it all the better because I'm like, man, you know, it, you, again, you said it was inspiring. I, too, was inspired. But I'm like, man, dude, this kid is just a gamer. He did all of yeah. this. Now he's this freaking racer. And here's the thing. It's not irrealistic as other movies. You know, this is like legit everything that happened, mm-hmm. like word it, by word. It, it's not in the same order, but... It's not in the same order, but it is what happened. The yeah. way people behave, the way the, the public behaved, society, you know, to a simulator, to a gamer, everything it was so perfect from the marketing aspect of it to, you know, the gamer from being at home and playing games the way that he behaves with his family, with his brother. Everything was so realistic. It was great. It was, it, it was a good You know, movie. the last movie that I saw was, that was like this was... Um, oh, crap. Uh... Oh, this is gonna bother me because I love that movie. Uh, well, what do you think of it? I'll say this: that this movie, I would say, the one thing I love about this is that there was no sleazy marketing. Like again, I thought Orlando Bloom was gonna be sle- a sleazy marketing guy trying to get rid of him, but there was no. The obstacle was the dream and not the, uh, not a person. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember the movie. Ah, okay. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Yes. I have. I-, I feel like there's like a genuine. Uh, with that movie, I feel like there's like a genuine family environment, like very realistic, you know, white collar families, right, right? right? Like a feeling that you just look at them and it's like, oh wow, they're just like anybody else, and yeah. you know, but for someone for an actor to portray that role is actually very difficult. Like the the person to portray like a, a concerned mom or a concerned dad, like the way they did in Gran Turismo, the concerned dad is like they did a, such a great job. Uh, in Little Miss Sunshine, they did a, such a great job to portray like uh, a, a drug addict grandpa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to support his granddaughter's dreams, pretty much. But in that sense of realism, I can compare Gran Turismo to uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. What do you think? Yeah, okay, before we head off, we should, <laughs> we talked about everyone except for the main uh, the main actor, Archie McDuck. Mc, uh, I'm gonna mess it up. Madiku. Madiku, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's. I mean, I I haven't seen him in too many things. I've. I, it seems like he's up and coming. I've seen him in. Um, he was in uh, Ariaster's Midsommar. He was briefly in. Uh, no way, he was in Midsommar. Yeah, he was briefly in Bo is Afraid for like five seconds, ten seconds, and now he's doing an official main character role for Gran Turismo, and yeah. he did a great job as well. He he also brought his his emotion to the screen, which. I you like know, that he wasn't a whiny kid. Oh, he wasn't you know, C. And that's the thing, too, is like when I first seen the trailer, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like him. Like, I can already see he's yeah. annoying to me, but he was not annoying. He's he, not going to be Jaden Smith. No. He's not yeah. going to be like, I want to go home. No, he was the sh- he was like, yeah, a normal dude, yeah, but with will, uh, strong willpower. And I, I liked his character. I know. And I could go back to with the crash. He, 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 he acted in a way that every, I think everyone would have would have uh, been yeah, like, any, well, yeah. most people. I, I mean, know. except he continued when most people would have quit. I'm I sure. would have been like, fuck it. He died. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, yeah. No, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. If I was in him, she was there, that would be, that would be, uh, that would be hard to do, go back into the wheel. Yeah. Because remember that one <laughs> scene in um, Le Mans where he was driving and then he starts slowing down and people like, hey, no, that was that Le Mans? No, yeah, it was. He started and, having flashbacks. Right. And he starts slowing, st- slowing down and slowing down. And then someone, then they put the music on and he's like, are you mad? And he's like, yeah, well, fucking punch it. And then I'm like, fuck yeah, like that, that got me. Like, there's some scenes where like you know that you need someone to just 
kick you in your ass and say, get the fuck up and do what you got to do. Yeah, for and, someone oh. who knows nothing about racing, when I was in Jan's character in the movie, me being putting myself in there, things like that would motivate me, like you just said. Like, hell yeah, you know, use it. Use yeah. it to, to my benefit. And, and, and it's something that, you know, families do, friends that care. People that actually care do that for you because someone who just doesn't care about you, they don't even mention it. And the way they they built up these characters made me care for yeah. them just like that. Yeah, <sighs> well, they did a great job. Mm -hmm. Very, very American family right there. Yeah. Now, oh. this is going to be, uh, this is the end of, I don't even think, it's a, is this a summer blockbuster, guys? You know, I, I was just going to say, I hope this, uh, this film gains more traction because Neil Blomkamp kind of fell off, as we all know, uh, after Chappie. And being that this is his first film back from that in theater, actually, or in theaters, actually, I hope it gains a lot of traction because it, I feel like it deserves. He put a lot of work. It's a great film, a true story, and it's one of the better films I've watched this year for sure. So I, I'd say so for myself. All right. Well, I know we got to go pretty soon, but let's do our ratings. Uh, as we always say, is this a full, a full paid? Um, matinee or never watch well we're not going to say never watch again because we all seem to love this but in a one let's say go out of 10 where would you point this you know what I'll, I'll, I'll let me just say something right before we wrap up when I was watching Gran Turismo the alarm went off in the casino oh, oh my god yeah the, the alarm went off and the lights came on and the, and the movie turned off in the one hour mark I was so pissed and then the movie comes back. It comes back with no audio. So we're just watching the movie with the lights on. No audio. And the movies just keep going. And then the audio comes back maybe like five minutes later. But they left the lights on the entire time of the rest of the movie. Ugh. So did I had to watch refund? the entire movie with the lights on. Did you get a refund? I did not get a refund. I would have demanded one. Yeah, and they turned the funniest part was that they turned off the light as soon as the credits hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It's a sick joke. It's a conspiracy. They're trying to ruin Neil Blomkamp's movie. <laughs> yeah, just like they did with Sound of Freedom. Dude, <laughs> and you know, I can't give the movie itself, great. I'll give it, you know, like a solid 8.8, .8, maybe 8.5 to 8.8. .8. But the experience, I'll give it like a solid fat. 2.1. The good thing oh. is that you can you can rate that experience physically if you go online and just go to the theater and rate them that yeah, way. Yeah, I know. You can be like, yeah, hey, fuck this thing. Leave a shitty review, too. <laughs> if it's uh, out of five, I'm going to give him like a point eight. <laughs> and I, I see. I what, hate, what about you? I hate rating things 10 out of 10 because it just, there's so much more to think about. I, this, this film is definitely not a 10 out of 10. Like, I want to say that just because I enjoyed pretty much every aspect of it. But there's something about it to where it's like, I can look at a film like Joker and say that's 10 out of 10. To where I enjoyed all of it and enjoyed all of Gran Turismo, but for some reason can't. I'll just say. Well, if you would see a, 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 say eight. a normal normal viewer. Well, a normal viewer? No, I mean, from what I've seen, a lot of people, are, it's being received well. So I'd say like an eight or nine. Eight. Let's do, go with Fernando, do a solid eight. I, I, I would give it a solid eight, too. This is a movie where you can. And the, the thing about this movie is I would say that anyone can go to this. Um, you don't have to be a racer. You don't have to be a video game person. If you want to see a good, like you can even take a girl to this, they would they would like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is a solid eight eight and a half. Uh, bring you know nice family films. Uh, you know, very inspiring. We said, and this is, I guess, hopefully the great end of a great summer of movies. Well, I don't say great summer, but a good summer of movies. So, uh, let's go. With, do where can we find us on Spotify? 
So this is our studio, Spotify producers. And uh, you can find Movie Talks in Spotify as Movie Talks LV or Movie Talks, whichever works. And then you can find us, find Movie Talks LV on Instagram and TikTok, I believe, right? That's, you said you have a TikTok? Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, follow us. Yeah, we're showing like little shorts, stuff like that. Kind of get you, you know, just show that, like, you know, we have a lot of things going forward coming on. Coming Perfect. Forward. And Spotify, we have a couple more new shows coming up. So stay tuned for that. As well as YouTube, you know, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hey, <laughs> uh, what would we putting up content back on there? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Here's the thing: wrong. Spotify has a new function where they're a- you're able to upload video with the podcast. So they're trying to take YouTube's uh, video system. Ooh, so, so support us on both, guys. Yeah. yeah. You can but like, share, and subscribe on both. I wonder if they'll have that option for Spotify. Hopefully soon. But as uh, as we go off, thank you for joining us. Hope to see you guys next time. And as always, uh, see you at the movies. Bye.